0: This is the First Security Financial Show with David Compton from First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, David provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is David Compton to help you find out how to be secured financially.
1: Good morning, everyone. I'm David Compton. Welcome to the First Security Financial Show. My co-host here is John Compton. Good morning. Uh, Glad you could tune in. Got a lot of interesting things we're going to talk about today. Uh... The title of our show today is going to be five ways to help safeguard your retirement income we all love income um in order to get income in retirement it's 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 a little different than work when you worked you pretty much know if you put in your 40 hours whatever you you knew what you were taking home each week for the most part now if you worked overtime different companies had different pace if you on salary you knew what you would get regardless yeah. but when income this is where the challenge of retirement comes into play, that I think a lot of people miss the boat, John, and a lot of times the advisors miss the boat because they don't change the plan that they put in place. And what happens is you as an individual a lot of times don't know what you need to actually plan for or what obstacles you need to plan well, for. Well, you,
2: you depend on them to direct you when you get to that point. And most of them don't.
1: No, they don't. They just—it's the same as business as usual. Oh, we got you uh, invested here. We, you know, there's no—if you need some money, we can start sending you how much you want. How many times have we saw clients come in? They went to their advisor and say, "Look, I'm gonna start. Uh, I'm gonna retire in June, and in June I want to start a check coming in." What's the plan? Well, not just that. They would say, "Well, how much money do you need?" And it, there was never any conversation about. Is that a feasible number? Is that a realistic number? How much you want? Well, I want six thousand dollars a month. Only, okay. Uh, only got two thousand. Only got two hundred thousand dollars, but you know you're going to pay me six thousand dollars a month. That's not going to work. You got to look at the numbers. You know, you pull in seventy two thousand a year, and you got two hundred thousand. Three years, you're done stick a fork in me. And then when you go back to him he said, "Well, that's what you, that's told, what you told me." That's what you told me, but that, that you know, that's why well, we're going to talk about five ways to help safeguard your retirement income. So, income is king as as we always like to 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 say on the show, it, it, it it's helped you sleep at night like, during retirement. It's not about how big the pot is. It's everybody thinks
2: I got to have a million, got to have 2 million. million. You really don't have to have that mo- that much money to create the income stream. You just got to know how to do it, and you got to have the right strategies, and you got to have the right people doing it for you to get right. it lined up.
1: Right. And yet there's a balance here. That's right. This is what we want to talk about. Whether you're in retirement or near in retirement, it's important to develop a plan for how you can protect what you've already saved and help ensure that your income stream will last throughout your retirement and that's what we're going to talk about but along the way there's a couple of potholes that you got to avoid and if not so much to maybe avoids the wrong way word but some of the potholes that you need to fill up to make sure you're covering right you 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 have because these these potholes are going to develop in retirement you just got to be somewhat prepared for them uh and you know a lot of times people think they work all their lives and 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 some some clients actually dream of retiring <laughs> yeah. i always find that funny i you know and i guess depending on the work you're in it sometimes you hit a point where you're ready to get away from it i get that as well but when you're dreaming of retirement everybody's retirement's a little different everybody's view of retirement's a little different what you like to do uh, for some people it's hitting the golf course every day Uh, Maybe it's involved in activities and organizations that they they are passionate about. Uh, And and a lot of women like to spend time with their grandkids. That's a fact. Everybody has retirement goals that they hope to be able to enjoy uh, without having to worry about finances. And that's just not going to show up at the door. That's just not going to happen haphazardly. In order to reach those goals... You have to think and plan ahead for your retirement. You have to. you got to put a plan in place. And if you don't have a plan, if you haven't even talked to your advisor about a plan, really you need a second opinion. And that's what we're here for, to help you put develop a plan for you and your family, you and your spouse, that uh, will have sufficient income through all your years of retirement.
2: Right. And, David, that also is that even if you have a plan set up, and you think you've got that. The second opinion does not hurt because we've talked about this. People that come in for that second opinion that has something already set up, in most cases, it's not set up the way they want it. Because once you look at it and you tell them, okay, this is what you got. Well, that's not what I was told or not what I wanted. Don't wait till it's the time that you're retiring to figure out or wait till the market goes down and figure out, I don't have what I think I had.
1: Right, and really, I, I, I get that, and that's one of the things that, that I like to offer to my clients, and as a fiduciary, I offer to all our listeners as well. It's a, it's a free risk analysis report. One of the things that, that what you're talking about is uh, clients' risk are not properly aligned right. with their portfolio investments. So a lot of times clients think, hey, I'm, I'm conservative, I'm here – And I'm not saying they didn't do it properly. A lot of times, if if that risk analysis was done 10 or 15 years ago, uh, if they've been with an advisor that long, they haven't changed since. The advisor thinks they haven't changed, and so he hadn't changed anything. And really, in 10 or 15 years, your outlook on things changes, and that risk analysis has to continually be updated. One of the things that I like to do is, is see if, if your risk tolerance is properly aligned with the accounts or the investments that you have, and if it's not, you need to adjust that. Like you said, don't wait until the market's down forty percent and you're down thirty five and go. This is not what I I, I bought into. Why this am I, is not my downs. So that's much. right. Because you, you need to understand that. And and uh, in retirement, that's why the five things that we we that I believe are the main things to keep in mind that can affect your income in retirement. I'm gonna read them off. Prepare for the cost of health care. Plan for a longer life expectancy. Prepare for inflation. And allocate your investments for growth, but also for safety. So you gotta have proper allocations based on your risk tolerance. And then fifth, everybody's favorite, taxes. This is an important part too. You gotta to, uh, you, you have to look at that and so many people don't consider taxes until after they pull the money out and now they right. got the tax bill in their hand and it's too late because they can't put it back in now now they,
2: they got to dip back
1: into where they pulled to get more and it is more taxes right. and that's that's a bigger problem than most people realize and the reason for that many retirees spend retirement lump sums too quickly they take lump sums spend it too quickly and then they say well i didn't i didn't save enough for retirement no, you may have saved enough. You just spent it wrong. You spent it improperly. Right. And so I'm not saying you can't spend the money. It's, it, it's not yours. It is yours. But if you want it to last your lifetime or you want to spend it and blow it in a couple of years, which is what happens in a lot of cases, uh, it's on you. What do you want? And, well, you, and, and you, that's you, part of that plan. plan. Understanding the, these are the that's conversations it. that I have with clients, you know. If you got 200000 what are you planning on doing it? Because a, a lot of clients look at that and they say, man, that's a huge amount of money. Well, 200000 is a lot of money. If, if somebody just put 200000 on the table and said, hey, uh, go do what you want with it, spend it. Okay, well, that's different. Some people might save it, might, might pay off debt, might do some positive things with it, and some people just might go hog wild and go blow it. Yeah. And, that, and, that, and, hey, if somebody gave me 200 I could do that. But if it's in your retirement account,
2: that's not what it's for to pull out like that how many many times i mean i had clients come in that only had two hundred thousand, and he come they'll come in and and she's sitting there and it's him he goes well i want to finish paying the house off and i want to buy the new boat and probably buy me a new car last me the rest of my life so he said i want to give you 50 and i want about seven eight thousand dollars a year i said really (laughs) he uh, he goes yeah he said is that doable i said not even close i said uh, $200,000 by itself will get barely get you that. Right. I said, you can't. Well, I don't want to do that. And I said, well, you only have two. So I said, it's, it's not my fault you only have two. It's just whatever right. your circumstances. It's unrealistic expect- expectations. expectations. Well, that's what I want to do. You know, it's like, well, you,
1: you don't have enough money to do that. Right. And you go find somebody that will. Tell him what he wants to tell hear. him what he wants to hear and, and put then you in when a the plan, money's gone. and it unravels. so well, right. it was the advisor's fault, right. and and it, it is if he's letting you believe. Well, because if he's going to an advisor that's doing that, he's not going to a fiduciary because a fiduciary has to do what's in the best interest of the client. Or you, or you, or you don't take them as a client. So if somebody comes to me and says, "Hey, I got two hundred thousand. I need seven thousand dollars a year." Well, you can make it happen, but how, how? You know, the next question is, how long do you want that? That amount of money to come in seven eight 000, uh, seven thousand a month to come in.
2: Well, that won't ever happen. But you you probably right. on, on two hundred thousand dollars, depending on his age. You're probably looking at what ten ten grand, yeah, probably 10, about twelve grand, grand a, year. a year,
1: right? Depending on the age, right? And, yeah, that, and that's, that, but that's guaranteed. That's yeah, not up yeah, and down. That's, that's, that's guaranteed, right? That's that's uh, payouts guaranteed through a fixed index annuity through an insurance company, right. uh, as well. But the whole point with that is it those unrealistic expectations we we see that a lot of times and and so that's not part of the plan (laughs) you've got to have realistic but i i do believe if you take those five things into account i believe you'll be far better off when it comes to keeping your retirement safe and on track or at least you'll understand how they can and will affect your retirement income this you, you have to understand what's What's at risk? you got to understand the whole retirement picture. And I think a lot of times clients are pleasantly surprised when they come in and they sit down and we sit down with them and we start discussing what their income needs are. And then when you start looking at their sources of income, when they have money, whether it's coming from a pension, whether it's coming from Social Security, state retirement, teacher's retirement, some of those different accounts, you start adding those numbers up and they go – All you have to do is make up the gap, what we call the gap, which is the difference between what they need and what they know is going to be coming in. Sometimes they they realize, okay, well, it's, it's a little bit more retainable. And then they still got five or seven years before they're going to retire anyway. Right. So it becomes more attainable. Well... We're about to head to our first break. Uh, We'd like to hear from you if you'd like to uh, share, uh, talk with us about these strategies and see how we can help you safeguard your retirement income. Give us a call, 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. I'm David Compton. Welcome to the First Security Financial Show. This is my – and John's my uh, co-host here. Uh, We've been talking about – five ways to help safeguard your retirement income and as we always have said retirement income is is king the five things we mentioned that we're going to talk about is prepare for the cost of health care uh is that a big factor well health care cost is considerably high but there i think uh, a lot of people there's the misconception that when you get on medicare medicare pays everything and that's that's definitely not the case it, it does cover a substantial amount. Medicare, the cost that we pay for Medicare or that you pay for Medicare when you're 65 is the best value that you'll spend. <laughs> that's no a fact. It, that That's a fact. Look at what private health insurance is costing you. You still need a supplement or or one of the health plans. But there was a study done. It was in 2015, retiree health care cost estimate from health view services says that the average 65 year old couple will need around two hundred and sixty six thousand five hundred and eighty nine dollars to cover all of the health care costs during retirement that doesn't mean you need to set aside another two hundred and sixty six thousand dollars just to cover health care now some people might have a health care fund and you can get we i strongly encourage health saver accounts while you're working because they really give you uh, if you have a health saver account and usually it's for plans with high deductibles they generally allow you to do uh to contribute uh 6500 i think for a family if you got a kids i don't but know if, if it's if a both hope if you're
2: light. old over 55 i think this year it was like i think i did 7700 okay something like so that. it's that. you got you
1: got to check what your account and what right. you can contribute but here it is you get to write that off and when it's time to pull it out to pay medical expenses, it's tax free. Right, doesn't cost you any tax, and that it, and you got a tax credit for it. You so got a tax credit, so it's right. it's it's really a win win.
0: And,
2: and you know you really need that because if you got like myself, I got a ten thousand dollar deductible, and after that it pays hundred percent. Right. Well, I know I got ten thousand dollars more in that account, so I know I've got my first ten- family ten thousand. I know it's covered. So I'm not you know I'm not worried about that so uh, it's all it's all covered and and that's the way I look at it and I've got more than enough to cover me for two or three years because we, we just don't
1: use it that much right right and and the health saver account definitely makes a difference but I, I was you know I, I ran some numbers and, and so if you look at that so they're saying 266 thousand so let's say you uh, you live 20 years in retirement that breaks down to about $13,329 a year doing retirement on average. Uh, some will be higher. Some will you might not hit 13,000 one year, but you might hit <laughs> 20 another you know another year. So this is just an average across the board. Now if you're 30 years in retirement, it's only $8,800 a year and you say only. Well, 8,800 is about $700 a month over the course of 30 years. Uh, thirteen uh, two is over twenty years, so that's that's a little over a thousand a month. So what you have to ask yourself in retirement: do do I have enough fat in my retirement check that I could pull an extra eight hundred to a thousand dollars a month out to cover healthcare costs over my whole retirement years? That's what it's looking like. Right. That's I mean that's yeah. what the numbers tell. So it can be a significant. Uh, factor Does that mean everybody is subject to that? And that's not even talking about long-term care costs. That's strictly That, that right
2: there is something that people really need to look at.
1: And and that's a reason you need to really right. save and put money aside as much as you can, even if you have extra cushion built in uh, in accounts. Uh, this is something that it, you, you need to be able to draw from. And as we talked about with our colors of money and our three-bucket system, John – this is in addition to monies that you have for standard of living money. This is in addition to that. So that that can be a fairly substantial number. And the really the first two in this account go together because really the second one is, is talking about longer life expectancies. So if you're 30 years or 35 years in retirement, uh, it, it spreads the number out more over time because you're not – if you went in a hospital and you ran up a big bill nobody's going to ask you for all that up front for the most part you got you got medicare your insurance would pay and what's left uh you could pay them a little bit each month until it's until it's gone right in 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 those cases but look at life expectancy the numbers are staggering um based on the 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 time frames that people uh are are living it's uh it's it's almost scary we we like it it's 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 almost like a mixed blessing you know i want I, we all want longevity because nobody wants to die uh but at the same time uh there's a cost associated with it as as well to be able to live longer it takes more money to uh to live longer uh 30 years is a long time sometimes a lot of clients that retired 55 they they could actually be in retirement longer than anywhere in the workforce, workforce. And that's that a crazy. that's a scary thing it it really is um, um, and so what does that mean so if if life expectancy look look at what your where your parents were how long did your parents live look where your grandparents were longevities, we've seen them increasing as well for men the life expectancies uh, are in the eighties and women it's even uh even longer as well so you have to keep those things in mind with longer life expectancies though You have to plan for many more years in retirement than your parents did or even the generation before before that.
2: that. And, and you know, David, as you these numbers we're looking at right now, just think about this. And I've seen this happen, and I have some clients it's actually happened to right now. They go through life. They're in their late 80s. One of them's in his 90s already. And it's the latter part of their years. They're in rough shape. And both of them are still living. They had several million dollars in accounts spread out, and the children are now taken care of. They are going through that money so fast. It's the latter part of their years. Over the years, they really didn't have a whole lot of expenses, kind of the probably the numbers you're talking about. But here now, the last part of their life, they're growing they're going through this money like it's it's nothing because of the the long-term care the medical it's it's all sitters around the clock helping you know the daughters have families and kids they it's it's really it's it's just outrageous the amount of money that it's costing
1: right and with that because of that medical medicare doesn't pay for long-term care no they're going to provide a a certain amount of money for what is referred to as um, um i'm drawing a blank on the name here uh, but basically, uh, it's it's a nursing home skilled care is what I was looking at skilled nursing care. So Medicare will pay for that for a certain amount of days, and then after that, that's it. Right? Uh, they'll come back and pay if it's a different hospital stay. So there's there's different stipulations with that because Medicare was never created to take care of long term care costs. Uh, but for people that have assets it is a decision you need to make like you were saying there with those clients they made a decision to insure themselves that's right and, and they have been then,
2: clients for man right. 15 years and i've talked to them over the years to do this when they were healthy and they could have and they had the money to insure themselves they just chose not to and yeah. now what's going to happen they could die broke for sure and and they just you know, like I said, they had several million dollars, and they're going through it really, really quick.
1: Yeah. Look at these numbers, John. About 70% of people age 65 or older will require some type of long-term care services. Mm-hmm. This is according to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. 70%. That doesn't mean 70% of the people go into nursing homes. They might need some uh, some care, some type of long-term care Uh, at home for a number of years. So that care could be provided in a number of places, adult daycare and assisted living or a traditional nursing home at home as well. Um, And when you think of a nursing home, that can be a a, a tremendous burden. If you don't have any assets, then you, you get covered under the state Medicaid program. If you have assets to protect, you have to do what is called spend down. And and the, here is according to Genworth Financial Incorporated, the annual cost of a private room in a nursing home within the U.S. is ninety two thousand three hundred and seventy eight dollars. In our area, it's it's a little cheaper. It's, remember average. That's the average, but in in own personal experience uh, dealing with our own mother, uh, it's it's in our area is sixty to seventy five thousand on average. That's not cheap either. No, and if you haven't made preparation, break, break for,
2: that down. How much is that yeah. a day? I mean, it's it's, it's, yeah. it's a lot. Or, of or money. how much a month? A month, it's, month. Yeah. yeah.
1: But either way, what you have to recognize it, it it is something that needs to be a part of the discussion. Uh, and if you work with the right uh, financial professional, uh, they can help you with strategies to protect and organize your your retirement assets, long term care. Is is a huge um, pothole that you have to overcome in retirement. And what I mean by that, if one of you goes into a nursing home, what's that subject? Uh, what's at risk is spend down. The government makes you spend down. They're not, you know, there's a conception. People say, well, they take your house. They take no, they're not going to take anything. They're going to say, if you want to go in that nursing home, if that loved one needs to go in a nursing home, you need to spend your money to cover them first. First. That's right. And after you spent all your money down and you have nothing left, then we'll step in and help. Right. Then what happens is the surviving spouse is left destitute. So there's a. Number of ways to address that. It needs to be part of the conversation. If you're not having a part of the conversation, then uh you're you're not you're not properly properly planning and you got a pothole here that you're gonna you're gonna hit. Could potentially hit it. Yeah. Uh, especially if once again if there's longevity.
2: Well you know the statistics always say if one. Look at the statistics if you have two of you it's really like my clients two of them are hitting the pot yeah
1: well that that's 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 above average that's, that's right. not average as right. well what we said here the the report we read was 70% of people over 65 will need some type of of long term care some right. type so some type well if you're not having this as part of your conversation with your advisor, uh, we would love the opportunity to sit down with you and engage you in conversation about this and other things that help that can help you to safeguard your retirement income. Got to give us a call. 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. We're going to go to our second break. Uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. I'm David Compton. My co-host here is John Compton. Welcome to... Back to the first security financial show. And uh, once again, we've been talking about the five things or five threats, you might say, or five uh, ways to help you safeguard your retirement income. And uh, income is king. And, you know, if, if while you were working, you reached a point and And most people I've learned over the years don't live on a tight budget while you're working. And it becomes a little bit of a challenge, to go from a time where you, you had you had more expendable cash. Because what happens as you get closer to retirement and, and you're in your 50s, and in most cases, the kids are gone. So that definitely frees up a bunch more money for, right. for spending. And uh, so your, your spending habits are set. And if you've got all your debt paid off at that time, it, it's really from a financial standpoint, it, it's a good time for the family. At, or you, you and your wife, and so it, at that point you you you've got a, a good cash flow. Now moving into retirement, what happens is now you have got to go back to a more set income stream. It, it doesn't. We're, we're not talking about where you you you're watching every penny. Some people have to, but right. in, in a lot of cases, the clients we work with, they're not living penny to penny to penny like that. Uh, they do have to watch what they spend. They just have to be a little bit more aware and and conscious of of what they're uh, spending now we were talking as i mentioned the five things that we we spoke about uh came uh, dealing with health care costs it was uh dealing with um uh, longevity there was a number of factors that we have to plan when we're talking about retirement the, really those five things is cost of health care life expectancy now we're going to talk a little bit about inflation. So inflation, we've been fortunate the last few years, inflation has kind of leveled out for us. It's not extremely high. Uh, it's not non-existent at the same time, but it's not extremely high. Uh, and basically, a lot of, of, of pensions, uh, even annuities, uh, have the ability to give you a cost of living adjustment. Uh, and some, but some places when you retire, it, it's it's not changing. Right. And so, this is where depending on what income sources we set you up with, if your insurance, uh, excuse me, if your income source is in that green bucket where there's, uh, whether it's a fixed indexed annuity. Uh, Whether it's dividends off of stocks, a number of factors you could could set up, uh, whether it's bonds, whatever whatever you have as your income source, whether it's green money or yellow money, um, can ultimately determine, uh, you know, those income streams are set, John. And what usually happens is. Now five ten years into, inflation, uh, into income, inflation has has eaten away or eroded at it. You're not spending any more money uh, than you normally were. From an uh, you know, groceries are costing you more, gas is costing you more, clothes, everything's costing you more. But that income is set. Right. So w- this is where what I like to do for clients when we set those laddered income streams. Is to make sure that 10 or 15 years in retirement, because once again, life expectancy, some of those retirements need to last 30 years. Well, let's face it, 15 years into retirement, you're probably going to need to give yourself a raise just to maintain, just to keep up with the standard of living. Why? Because the same dollar that you're getting is not buying as much groceries, is not buying as much as things it did 15 years as ago. it did 15 years ago. Right. Uh, our, our parents, grandparents dealt with that. And, you know, look at us now. Uh, after Katrina, we were paying almost 4 bucks a gallon for gas, and that, that was a little different situation. Now we're paying a little over $2, roughly $2 on average. That's half the cost there. That by itself, when you look at That's an huge. additional $2 a gallon, uh, it's a huge difference when somebody's on a set budget. If you got that, you know, so if you're spending, let's say, uh, $30 a week on gas it was sixty.
2: Yeah, just think if you were working in in the plants and they were doing that. Even though you make decent money, you know, as a contractor or something like that, and you driving that far to work, and now you're paying four dollars a gallon.
1: Right. Well, yeah. You when what I'm you're saying? working, that, the difference though with work versus retirement is work. You, you have the opportunity to make more money. To make More money. The wages are higher than they were maybe ten years, fifteen years ago. So you can offset that to some degree. But when you're on retirement, you're on a fixed income at that point. Right. There's generally not a lot of room. So what do we do to help offset that is we help you ladder income streams so that down the road, if you need to turn on additional income, you can. Or for some clients, John, this might be their red, yellow money, their, their risk money that we've allowed to grow. See, if we position that properly, like we've talked about on our shows, that's money you're just growing and you're using for specific purposes. Maybe sometimes it's to splurge, but sometimes it also could potentially be there for you that when you're 76, 78, pushing 80, that you need to give yourself a little raise. Maybe we pull start pulling some of the money off of that account to help pay for additional things that you just weren't aware of and some of that might be medical in there as well as we were just talking about those are some of those those five things that you've got to 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 be careful of as well now the uh and when you think about that it makes a big difference and when you when you look at planning for income it's so important uh where most people look at first when you start talking about somebody that's potentially could be retired for 25, 30 years, uh, Social Security is always everybody's first place we look at anyway. Uh, the average benefit, though, of a retired worker in 2016 was $1,348. So that's not a huge amount of money. And it was never intended to uh, support you all by itself anyway. So what do you need to do? Well... There, uh, There's a number of factors. If you want fixed income, if you want some guarantees built in, we love uh, indexed annuities, fixed indexed annuities. Uh, now, uh, with that, there's a lot. Some of them can be a little bit com- uh, complex. Uh, they may be a little challenging for a lot of people to understand. And this is where we do our due diligence to help you understand how these products work, how they provide you income, but they provide you income as long as you're living. Right. And when you die, what's left over pays out to your heirs as well. And this is where we, we feel that for a lot of plans, you need to have these type of things in your account in order for you to have sustainable income. There was a report here that I think is important to share at this point that – uh, it's a new study finds that a num a substantial number of people spend lump sums within just a few years of retirement now this is according to the metlife paycheck or pot of gold study which finds that 21% of respondents who open for a lump sum from a defined benefit or a defined contribution plan say they've already spent it all yeah and that's what happens and so many times, and we can see it because there's a tendency to think when you have a lump sum of money, I don't care if it's a hundred thousand, I don't care if it's five hundred thousand it's a, it, it, it looks like a huge number, so people start whittling it away, whittling it away, but they're doing it in chunks with no rhyme or reason. so and no well, way to we need it a new car, we put pull forty thousand. And they're not thinking that that's taxable money. They got to come back and pull out another 12000 15000 for taxes, federal and state. And they go, wow, that $40,000 car cost me 52000 What could I have done differently? We had to have a car. Well, you can finance it. Interest rates are only 2% and take a little bit of money each month and pay for it. And at the end of the day, you still got the bulk of your money back in the account because you only took... A little bit off, and the tax implication because that's the that's the fifth thing here right. that you have to plan for is taxes and how those affect you. We're going to head to our uh, our last break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation. And uh, but we've uh, from from the standpoint of these thing, how these five things can impact your your retirement. These are things that need to be a part of your conversation. If they're not, you, you need to be aware of them. So if you'd like us to show you how these uh, by preparing for these things, you can have a much safer, much more sounder retirement. Love to hear from you. Give us a call. 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. We're going to head to our final uh, final break. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. I'm David Compton. Uh, My co-host is John Compton. Welcome to the first security financial show. And we've been talking about. Uh, planning for retirement as we normally do. But we've been talking about there's five things, five ways, rather, to safeguard your retirement income, five ways, what we consider to be five primary th- obstacles to retirement, really. And, and is, it, is it as much obstacle, is it, or is it something that you pretty much potentially could be faced with? And you need to know in advance how, what, what are we going to do to address it. We don't know how long you're going to live, but we need to prepare that you're going to live longer Longer. and not shorter. Because if you live longer, that means you're going to leave somebody more money. If you live short, if you, uh, you know,
2: if you run out of a shorter
0: period yeah. of time, somebody's gonna have somebody to else
1: gonna have. If you live shorter, somebody else gonna have more money. If you live longer, they may not have as much.
0: Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: But, it, but but, at least you won't run out of money if you've addressed that aspect of it in retirement. Now, we were talking about allocating your investments for growth. Okay. Uh, Social security is the foundation for most retirements. A lot of clients. What we have sh- have seen, and and uh, statistics bear it out, reports bear it out, that people that take some type of guaranteed payouts or uh, consistent payouts for their life expectancy, John, are more comfortable, have less stress over financial issues because they know what their paychecks are going to be, and thus it makes it easier. Ones, what happens is when somebody puts a lump sum in your hand, that Met life study we mentioned in the last segment shows there's a tendency, there's not a balance of of knowing how much to go through it. Whereas, if you put it in a fixed index annuity, they're going to give you a certain amount of money. So if they're giving you $1,500 a month, they're telling you, we guarantee you that 1500 a month for the rest of your life and your spouse's life. So regardless, it, it might be a 250 thousand dollar pot of money whereas if you put that 250 thousand in an account that's liquid for a client to loot to use it's so easy to write it to us two thousand dollars oh it's 2500 oh, $2, oh it's three thousand dollars next thing you know you wake up one day and you're down to a hundred thousand dollars. But you really need about fifteen hundred dollars a month. <laughs> right. Then it becomes unsustainable. It's not going to work. Then
2: you get more riskier. You do things you wouldn't normally do because you got to do something to make up that.
1: And then you wake up and it's gone, or it's down to fifty thousand, and you now it becomes almost like an emergency pot of money that you're just trying to hold on to and not spend it all. Yeah. Whereas if you if you want to be steady and consistent, we put it. It, somewhere where it's going to give you a paycheck for life. Now you're getting $1,500 a month, and you're so glad you're getting $1,500 a month, a month. no matter what.
2: You just have to identify the right dollars. That's, That's why it. we use the three-bucket system. You have to identify what is emergency funds, what is money that you pull from income, and then whatever's left, you can use it for uh, your risk money, play. You know, not play money, but for growth. So down the road, like, the market's up right now. That's the times you, if you need some stuff, you pull it off. You take care of that. You got to pull it off right because remember, if it's qualified money, you still got to pay taxes. Yeah. On it. And that's the tax
1: issue. That's, that's the issue. That's why you got to balance that. And you have to understand what what you're faced with. Um, because we talked about uh, preparing for inflation, we talked about health care costs, we talked about longer life expectancy, inflation. Now we're talking about allocate your investments for growth. This goes back to our, our three-bucket system that we have allocated and we've color-coded uh, those. Um, by using the color of money in these buckets, we identify monies that need to be green money, which is safe money. And we identify monies that we need to have at risk. Whereas when you in your 30s or 40s, it might have j- – virtually all of it was at risk because – the time horizon was you, you weren't worried about it. You had 20, 30 years before you got to retirement and depending on your age. But now if you've retired or you're about to retire, that time horizon is here. It's right. now it's I'm about to live it. Now I'm going to start taking money out. This is when the 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 switch flips the other way. Now I'm pulling money out. I'm no longer dumping money in. Now I've got to live off of this. I've got to worry about having the proper diversification. I can't have 80% of my money at risk. And then you need to know from a risk tolerance standpoint, we've already said many times on the show, we like to use as a starting point, the rule of 100, you take your age and subtract it from 100. And that tells you what percentage of money at the most you should have at risk in the market. So if you're 60, that means 40. If you're 70, it's 30. Those are starting points. So we got clients that come in and say, I don't want anything at risk. I'm scared to death of the market. I don't like the market. I want something consistent right. instead. I get that. And so we can build a portfolio for them. And then you got some saying, you know what? Once they see our plans and we put our, our plans together for them, the first bucket, see the cash, the emergency bucket. Second bucket is we've set up income not only now but for the future for them. They're comfortable. Then they go, well, that third bucket over here. So if I lose a little bit of money over in the third bucket, it's not going to impact my standard of living I'm willing to accept a little more risk. I get that 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 works. that's so it all based on that client's risk tolerance and you got to be allocated properly because what happens is when the market's up, everybody's risk tolerance is high. when the market's down, everybody has zero risk tolerance. So you need to understand what yours is so when the market does tank, you need to know how it's going to impact you. And if you don't like big hits, then don't take big risks.
2: Risk. But you also have to know if if you were told and and we've talked about this before, David, where we've seen a lot of people coming into the office where the advisor has twenty five seventy five where they think the income that they were told is guaranteed no matter what the market is. You have to understand if you have twenty five percent in a fixed index annuity for income, that is guaranteed. The rest, whatever you have it in, is not. So no matter what he or see, she says, realize if you got a 75%, 25%, and you expecting a certain amount of inco- income guaranteed for life, the only part that's guaranteed is the part in the index annuity. Period. Right. I don't care what he says, how he says it. Um, that's it. And right. if you're okay with that, that's good. But know what
1: you have. And what, what, what I like to do with clients is, um, to determine what that risk tolerance is and how much money should be green or yellow or red is I like to do a a short simple questionnaire that helps clients determine their risk tolerance and help them to figure out their risk score because what happens each one of those questions scores a point so at the end we know about where they would be so we would know whether that client is comfortable with high risk a moderate risk are virtually no risk a minimal risk and so we we want you to and that changes so right. if you got somebody in their early 50s by the time they're 65 to 70 it may it may have gone to i don't want any and we've seen that a lot as well so this is very important this this risk analysis i think is is the key for me to determine whether a client is is somebody that wants to work with us, or we want to work with them as well, because uh, it's also it's a it's a matter of understanding and realizing what um, what their expectations are too. Right, because some clients want a they want a high high potential for gain, and they want low risk tolerance, and you can't get both. Right. And that's 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 the bottom line. Now, last one, John, is taxes. And we talk a lot about this because this goes in line with the uh, – remember we were talking in a, one of our other segments about retirees and taking lump sums too quickly? That is the biggest – one of the biggest threats to retirement is taking money out in chunks for two reasons – increases your tax liability and it reduces the amount of potential income that pot of money is going to uh, right. provide for you. This is the things that many clients don't understand. They don't realize we've seen it where they come into the office and say, well, what do you think if I took 150,000 out and paid the house off, paid the car off and, and, and paid the boat off? Wow. That's a big chunk. All right. This is what it's going to cost you. And this is what it's going to do for your retirement. Now, if you've got a few million, it may not be a problem. If you had a few million, probably wouldn't have you to pay it off anyway. But if you've got a minimal amount of money that needs to last, and remember, remember the top of the list is health care and what? Longevity. So if you've got longevity there, you need the money to last. So what can I do to make the money last? Generally taking out big chunks is generally not the solution that we're going to recommend because once you pull it out and spend it yeah you don't have the debt but you don't have the money again in our low low interest rate environment wouldn't it make sense to keep the financing keep paying it off each month with the money and at the end when it's all paid off you'll still have a significant portion of that money that you can use for other things it's just a different way to look at it. So when you look at this whole overall things that we've been talking about, these five things uh, to, to help you safeguard your retirement income needs to be part of the conversation. If you aren't having this conversation with your current advisor, we'd love the opportunity to give you a second opinion, show you how our strategies, the things that we put together for our clients can benefit you, give her, give you a more secure, a more uh, safer from from the standpoint of you know that i have a set retirement income you're not stressing each month you're you're on a you're on a budget but the budget is set based on how much money you have and how much that money can realistically produce an income for you as well uh, we'd love to hear from you give us a call 1-800-858-3029 or go to the website firstsecurityfinancialshow.com spell out the word first Go to the website, click on the Learning Library, and also uh, be able to, when you click on Learning Library, go down and, and, and download Toolkit. Click on Toolkit, and there's some definitely helpful information that will uh, help you to be better prepared uh, for retirement and, and at least get your thinking in the right direction as well. Or sit down with us for uh, a no-cost Uh, no obligation appointment 1-800-858-3029. This will wrap up another show. Uh, We'll be back next week. Thank you for tuning in.
0: And thank you for listening to the First Security Financial Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact David Compton at First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc. Call 800-858-3029 or visit their website at firstsecurityfinancialshow.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Opinions expressed are solely those of First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc. and staff. All topics covered are believed to be from reliable sources. However, First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc. makes no representations as to its accuracy or completeness. This commercial shall in no way be construed as a solicitation to sell securities or investment advisory services to residents of any state other than Louisiana or where otherwise permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services offered through First Security Financial Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor in the state of Louisiana. Insurance products and services are offered through an affiliated company, David Compton, Inc., D.B.A. First Security Financial. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time.